Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you five times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Only your Skelly dealer sells the original tailor-made gasoline, Skelly Aromax. Gasoline that's weather right for your car. But say, fellas and girls, do you realize that in just a little over a week, it'll be Christmas? Yes, sir. One week from Sunday will be Christmas Eve. Man alive. And hardly a bit of Christmas shopping done yet. Is it the same way with you? Well, that's another place your friendly Skelly man can give you a helping hand. Give Skelly auto accessories for Christmas. Now there's an idea. Give Dad a handy Skelco polishing cloth for keeping the car bright and shiny in winter without using water. Or give him one of those new automobile flashlights your Skelly man has. The flashlight that clips right onto your steering post, always ready for emergency. Tell Mother about this idea, too. Stop in and show her those powerful Skelco batteries and swell new car heaters. She knows Dad will be well pleased with any of those practical Christmas gifts because they're things that will help to make motoring safer and pleasanter for the whole family. So have Mother or Dad stop at your Skelly service station with you real soon now and look at some of these Christmas gift accessories your Skelly man is featuring. And listen, while you're there, just make sure Mother or Dad gets a good look at those marvelous new Captain Midnight bicycle tires. You heard the big news about them yesterday, I'm sure. Well, have you seen them yet yourself? Gee whiz, think of having a pair of genuine Captain Midnight tires on your own bike. Big, sturdy tires with a heavy jet black tread, black as midnight, with the name Captain Midnight in big raised letters along the side. There are two kinds. The all-black clincher balloon type that takes an inner tube and the white sidewall single tube kind. They're both real beauties, but tough and long-wearing, too. See both kinds at your Skelly service station tonight. But remember, you see to it that somebody hears how much you want a pair of genuine Captain Midnight bicycle tires for Christmas. I've done all I can. But seriously, stop into your Skelly service station with Mother or Dad the next time you're nearby, won't you? Your friendly Skelly man has some mighty fine Christmas gift ideas for every car-owning family and for every bicycle-riding fellow and girl. And now to Captain Midnight. Yesterday... Shark's attack upon Captain Midnight's party in the small valley in the mountains began. Captain Midnight hurriedly helped Chuck get ready to take off in one of the two black planes they captured from Shark to summon help from a city 150 miles away. As Chuck took off, Captain Midnight and Patsy set fire to the other plane. As our scene opens today, Captain Midnight and Patsy are standing near the burning remains of one plane while Chuck is taking off across the dried lake bed in the other. On the far side of the lake bed, Shark's men are approaching on the ground as Chuck flies toward them on his takeoff. Listen as Patsy cries out. Why don't his wheels come off? Hurry, Chuck, get those wheels off. They'll come off in a second, Patsy. Chuck's doing just right. He's getting plenty of flying speed. But Shark's men are getting closer. Oh, yes. Yes, they're getting too close for comfort. Hurry, Chuck, hurry. Come on, go it, Chuck, go it. Oh, there, look at that. Luke, Luke, what's Chuck doing? Ha-ha, <laughs> Chuck's fooled him that time. 
He kept his nose down until he had plenty of speed. Then he whipped up on a sharp climbing turn. He threw those men off. One second they were near him, and the next they couldn't see him. Oh, look at him go now. Uh-oh. He's coming back this way. Gosh, Captain McKnight, this fire's getting awfully hot. We'd better get back. Yes, we'll back up a few feet. Ah, there. This will be all right now. Yes. I'll find out if he's all right. There. Oh, gosh, what are you doing? Now, it's a little signal second I have. I'm asking him a question and he'll answer. But I don't see what you're doing. I'll explain it to you in a second. Now, watch Chuck. There. Chuck's right over it. He's banking the plane. He's stretching out his hand. Oh, that up, boy, Chuck. That's swell. Come on, Patsy. We can go now. Okay, but explain to me about the signal. All right, I'll explain, Patsy, so that you know what it is. And any time you want to ask me or any of your friends the same question, they'll be able to answer if they know how to do it. Come on, now. We've got to run back to headquarters and get the others and get to the Aztec Temple. Come on, let's go. Chuck's all right now. He's climbing over the ridge. But tell me about the signal, Captain. All right. Now, it's like this. I wanted to find out if Chuck was all right. So I held up my hand to him with my fist closed. Oh, I get it. Lots of times you want to ask people if they're feeling all right or if things are going okay, that kind of a question. And often you don't want to say it out loud or you're not in a position to do so, just like I was with Chuck. So all you do is hold out your arm with your fist closed. Gee, that's well. I get that part of it all right. But how did Chuck answer? He answered by holding out his hand with the open palm toward me. Boy, that's fine. And it sure comes in handy, too. But you wouldn't necessarily have to hold your arm way up in the air, would you? Oh, no, no. You might be sitting in a room. You could ask a question like that from some friend of yours across the way by just looking at him so as to get his attention, then clinching your fist in your lap. And your friend could answer by just showing his palm to you. Mm -hmm. That is, if everything was all right. Yes. And if the answer is negative, you'll reply in the same way that you asked the question. That is, by clinching your fist. Gee, that's a swell signal. When I get back home, I'll tell all my friends about it. But look, Captain Midnight... Hmm? Down there on the lake bed. See what those men are doing? Now, just a second. Let's stop and take a good look here. They're dividing into two parties, see? Mm -hmm. One crowd is going to the left, and the others are going to the right. Yes, I see. They're planning to come at us from both sides. Well, that won't do them any good. Come on, Patsy. We're almost there. Everybody's here. See? There's Ma and Pinky and Slim and Senor Pareda and Pebble. Yes, and all of Senor Pareda's men, too. Well, here comes Senor Pareda to meet you. Mm -hmm. It's up his head. We must hurry. There is no time to lose. Now we've got time enough, Senor Pareda. Doc's men think they have us cornered, but they've got another guest coming. What is your plan, Mr. Capitan? Do we go to the Aztec Temple? Yes, that's where we're going, Senor. I've sent Chuck on a flight to the city 150 miles northwest. He's to get help and hurry back just as soon as possible. Excellent, Senor. Excellent. And I burned the other plane so it wouldn't fall into Shark's hands. All right, come on now. Let's be on our way. You are El Capitan, Senor. We await your orders. All right. Now you tell your men this, Senor Pareda. Since Shark's men have entered the valley, it'd be foolhardy to make a stand against them here. So we'll go through the cave, cross the underground river, coming out on the left bank of the waterfall. From that point, we'll follow the path down the mountainside to the Aztec Temple. Oh, uh, do we have any torches? I've got some inside the cave, Captain. Oh, good. Now, here, then, is the order in which we'll go. Patsy, knowing the way, will lead with me. Pinky and Slim, also knowing the way, will bring up the rear. Everyone else will be in the middle. Now, is that all understood? Hurry, Captain. Those men are getting closer. Say, Senor, there is no time to lose. All right, we're all ready, then. We'll beat Shark at his own game. Come on now, let's go. Gosh, we made swell time. 
We're at the top of the waterfall already, and we started less than half an hour ago. Yes, it's all annoying the way, Patrick. In another half hour, we'll be down at the temple. Yes, and they'll sure be glad of that. The thing I'm wondering about is how soon we can expect to see Chuck. Should be back. Now, what are you looking at, Patrick? I'm not looking at anything, Captain. I, I was just listening. Well, I can hear the faint roar of the waterfall, but... There is something. I'm sure of it. Huh? You're right, Patsy. There's a plane. I can hear it above the sound of the water. It seems to be coming from the north. But that water raises such a mist I can't see. There it is. What? A little bit to the northwest. Oh, yes, now I see it, Patsy. That's a black plane, too. It must be one of Shark's planes. Gosh, it'd be bad if he'd see us here. There isn't any place to hide except back in the cave. Listen, Patsy, listen. There are two other planes. No, there are three. They all seem to be following this first one. They're catching up with him, too. Captain Midnight. What, Patsy? What's wrong? Do you suppose... Could Chuck be flying this plane? Could he, Captain? Could it be, Chuck? Well, Patsy, yes, it could be. And if it is, it's the one thing I was hoping wouldn't happen. Chuck tried to get to the city, but met these planes on the way. Now he's trying to get back and trying to make a landing. But Chuck wouldn't try to go back and land on the dry lake there. He knows Shark's men are there. Yes, but where else would he go? Oh, but look. Look, he's turning. He's diving down. Oh, he's trying to get away from those others, and one of them's almost on his tail. And look above them, Captain. There's another plane. A big one. It's got silver wings and two engines. Yes, we've seen that ship before, Patsy. It's the same plane flown by Douglas Chadwick. Don't you remember? Yes. That plane is flown by Ivan Shark. This is terrible. Oh. Turn, Chuck. Turn. Turn before it's too late. That one plane's right on it. Look out, Chuck. Oh, quick, Chuck. Quick, turn again. Oh, this is terrible, Patsy. They've got him trapped. Oh, we only had a plane so I could get up there and help him. They're getting closer every second. Dive, Chuck. Dive. It's your only chance. Look, Captain. Look. There's smoke coming from Chuck's engine. It's on fire. Circling over the unequal sky battle is the bimotored silver-winged cabin plane with Ivan Shark at the controls. Beside him sits his daughter, Fury. Listen as she says. Well, Father, for once our pilots are doing a good job. An easy enough job, Fury. Three planes to one. Why shouldn't they? Who is the pilot of that plane of ours to the left? It does not seem to be entering into the spirit of things. I am not certain. But I believe that plane is flown by Zollinger. Remember, I then. I have always had my doubts about Zollinger. Yes, Fury. We will look into that when we get home. Who do you think is flying the plane thereafter, Father? I hope it is Captain Midnight. But I am not sure. At any rate, he has met his finish this time. Look at Gardo, Father. Look at Gardo. He has attached himself to the plane's tail and will not be shaken off. Excellent work, Gardo. This time I have no complaint to make. Look, Fury, this affair is coming to a finish. Gardo is getting close. Very close. And Gardo <laughs> has him pulled. That is the way to do it, Gardo. Look at him force the plane to turn, Father. This cannot last long. I am hoping, Fury, that we are now witnessing the end of Captain Midnight once and for all. Now, this is the finish. Smoke is coming from the engine. Look, Fury, look at the pilot. I see. The pilot is standing up in his seat. He's getting ready to jump. There, he dives head first. We will go down, Fury, to see this better. If it is Captain Midnight, Ivan, my 
My hope is that he has no parachute. Any man would rather crash on the rocks than burn to death. But you're going to be disappointed, for look, like a giant mushroom, the parachute has opened. But now this is the end, Father. Look at Gado. He is diving on the parachute. Yes, Fury. This is the end. The end of Captain Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the crimes that Ivan Shark and his men could be guilty of, this is the most fiendish. To attempt to destroy the parachute of a helpless pilot floating down to safety. What chance does Chuck Ramsey have? Has he any at all? Tune in next Monday to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, just close your eyes a minute and think of the thrill of being the first fellow or girl in your crowd to have a pair of genuine Captain Midnight bicycle tires. They come in both clincher balloon and single tube types, and both kinds carry the name Captain Midnight on the side in big raised letters. Why, say, they're the biggest thrill in bicycle tire history. Have you seen them yet? Well, listen, the next time you're out riding in the family car, ask mother or dad to stop by your Skelly service station just to see those new Captain Midnight bicycle tires. If your skelly man doesn't have any in stock, just write to Captain Midnight in care of the Skelly Oil Company, Kansas City, Missouri. I repeat, write to Captain Midnight, Skelly Oil Company, Kansas City, Missouri, for full information about the new Captain Midnight bicycle tires. Now, don't forget to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly jobbers and dealers. Can Chuck Ramsey still save himself, even though one of Ivan Shark's pilots is diving at him as he floats to the earth by parachute? What will Ivan Shark do next? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! <laughs>